0: Hindsight Hun. Hi, my name's Charlotte and welcome to a brand new episode of my podcast, Hindsight Hun. Today, it is just me again. I do apologise, but because of lockdown and everything going on, I haven't managed to get a guest on or guests with life and a lot of my friends working full time. It's been really difficult to sort sort out a suitable time for people, but rest assured, I can guarantee you that I have got some really exciting episodes coming up Me and my mum have been planning them. I've been talking with a couple of friends. Um, I've got a couple of friends that I want to contact and actually ask if they'd be willing to come on and talk. But I have got some really exciting stuff in the pipeline of talking about some really funny things, which some people will listen to and be like, what the heck is this? And other people will listen and be like, yeah that resonates with me i know exactly what you're talking about but trust me i've got some exciting things coming up and it's not just going to be me all the time i promise you that i thought today we would do a bit more of a chilled chat kind of like a a coffee in a chat girl talk but gender neutral i'm not limiting it to just girls i'd love if guys were fancy tuning in and just listening to sort of what's been going on and we can just open up a conversation so I thought instead of getting super super deep and talking about mental health and the deep dark depths of depression and anxiety which as we know from previous episodes I've definitely been in those deep dark depths deep. try saying that three times around deep dark depths I can't say it deep dark depths I mean, that was so slow, it was like a tortoise, but hey-ho. Yeah, I thought I would just have this time, this episode, a bit more chilled, a bit more light-hearted to just chat to you about what I've been going through, what I've been thinking and feeling, because as I said in the first episode, my 2020 vision, this year has been a really weird year. It's been mad for all of us because of COVID and just everything coming to a grinding halt and being so stressful and strange. Also, I think as hard as it's been... I have grown so much in the last year and I think the last three months really reflect that, like holy heck. People have said to me, a lot of friends who I'm I'm close to have said like you have grown up so much in the last few months and I can definitely agree and I kind of want to talk about what's been going on and how that's kind of happened and things that I've been struggling with as well because there have been some insecurities holy heck and that's what I'm going to start with one of the biggest insecurities of mine I don't know why I'm telling everyone this because now you're probably just going to be like looking for it I don't know you might not but one thing that I have been struggling with the last few years but has really hit me in the last couple of months is my skin As we all know, it is so common when you hit puberty and you become a teenager for your skin to just get a bit out of whack. Acne is normal. Acne is understandable. Sort of when you grow up, people say like when you turn like 13 or you hit puberty or whatever, whatever age you hit puberty, your skin can go a bit rubbish. Well, the one thing people always say to me particularly my mum is when you hit puberty, your skin was really good. And it was, I didn't have spots. I didn't have acne. I didn't have hormonal spots, anything like my skin was pretty good. The last few years, I probably say since I turned 17, I maybe didn't notice it much when I was 17, but someone pointed it out to me and then I kind of couldn't stop noticing it. But the last couple of years, particularly like in my twenties, my skin has just gone haywire I don't know what it is well I do know what it is more now but it's been something that has been a big insecurity of mine no matter what treatments I use how many face masks I try um I've been to my GP and got spot cream I've goodness knows what iced a spot before I put makeup on to try and take the swelling down use pseudo cream. holy heck I have tried everything I can actually think of. And it got to a point where this year I have been getting a bit more self conscious about it. I started doing a lot more regular treatments in terms of I before was a bit useless at cleansing. I wasn't always the best at taking makeup off. Like this was about a year ago. Well, this year I decided I was going to get into it. So I started using all the products that you know, I could think of, like, that were good for skin, maybe not the best, but I'd heard good stuff, so I was willing to give it a go, then in the summer, I want to say, or maybe, maybe not quite the summer, maybe coming out of the summer, sort of September time, I did notice my skin was, like, really becoming an issue again, where it was just something that I was just feeling very self-conscious, and when I was younger, I could literally go out anywhere without makeup, I was still self-conscious about other things on my face like I have quite prominent bags under my eyes I think because I'm naturally quite a pale person and obviously having low iron makes you look very tired but my skin in terms of like just my face and like spots and stuff was never a bother I could go out anywhere with no makeup like out with my parents out to the supermarket to appointments to school I hardly wore makeup but now if I go out I'm like quite stressed about makeup well I thought lockdown 2.0 would be amazing because it would give me the chance to just not put makeup on my face not be covering myself in god knows what that I don't know what these people these brands are putting into their products and I'm just sticking it on my face so I thought I've got a good month of just clean skin and I really thought my skin would reflect that did it oh my god no no it didn't my skin has gone haywire like actually insane to the point i had a full-blown breakdown about my skin my dad is not the most emotionally intelligent person can i just say and it's not his fault it's his generation it's the fact he is clueless with emotions always has been always will be and i completely understand that there was one day i was sat up in my room talking to my mum and he came up to me well, he came upstairs and he was just chatting to us and he comes right up to my face and he points at my face and he's like, <gasps> and I'm like, I look at him and I'm like, don't, I'm like, don't even say anything. I'm like, I know, I know. And he just sort of looked at my mum and just sort of walked away because she was going to like rip his head off why would you point out someone's insecurity I don't know but again he just does not think and literally she walked out to go scream at him and I just sat there and just cried because I was like I know my skin sucks every treatment I I was trying was just not working and it got to a point where I literally looked at my mum and I was like I can't do this anymore I was like I'm so hurt by my skin i look at my face every day and i just feel sad i feel really upset about the spots because before if anyone is similar to me i used to have normal to dry skin it would be quite dry so this time of year winter i would really have to moisturize i would have to make such a point to give it a really good moisturize and keep it really hydrated otherwise it would just get a bit flaky and then you put makeup on it it would look really like dry and crusty and gross since the first lockdown I don't know whether it's working out more, I don't know whether maybe my hormones have changed slightly or whatever, I have gone from really dry, like normal to dry skin, to extremely oily skin, it is weird, like I will do a workout and I won't just look a bit sweaty, my skin, like you could easily cook chips, like fry chips on my skin, why? I don't know, I started using special like cleansers for oily skin. Did it work? No. And it got to a point where I just, I said to my mom, I was like, I don't know what products to use. I don't know what to do, what not to do, what products to try, what not to try. And I just had this full blown breakdown. Last week, I even got to the point, I had a uni seminar online, obviously, all on Zoom. I had to have a furry hoodie on with the hood up to cover my spots. I looked so rude and unprofessional coming onto this Zoom call with a hood up, but I wasn't going to put makeup on because I didn't want to like cover my face in makeup unnecessarily for, you know, a two hour online seminar. So I literally put this hood up and every time I went into a smaller breakout room with um, a few of my, my classmates, I'd be like, I'm really sorry. I'm not being rude. I don't think I'm like too cool for this. I've just got really bad skin and they're like oh my god no like don't worry it's fine and they're really nice about it but you know when you're just so self-conscious and people probably don't even notice it as much as i do but it's something that really hurts and is really upsetting i spoke to my mum and we decided that the best approach to take was to see a private dermatologist because i've been to my gp before probably about eight months ago nine months ago probably before the last the first lockdown and I you know said all the issues to them I've said it to them a couple of times and their only solutions were either go on the pill or try this spot cream which you literally just dab on a spot and it just dries the hell out of it and I was like but that's not what I want and I I remember saying I don't really want to go on the pill personally I have personal reasons for that which I will probably go into in a future episode and I tried the spot cream did it work no so we found through my friend and I said to her like who do you see So she told me we contacted them and I had a telephone consultation with them last week. We discussed my skin in so much detail. They were so helpful. They told me everything they think I can do step by step to try and get my skin under control. And they said, realistically, your acne, your spots are hormonal. All your spot issues are hormonal. So you probably will at some point potentially need to go on some form of hormonal drug whether it is literally just for spots or whether it is birth control you will probably need to go on some form of pill to try and get it under control but they said that is not going to be the first thing we do that is not the thing we're going to jump straight into because we want to try obviously to get the problem under control on the outside and then sort it out on the inside as well, so we're fighting it both ways, we're fighting it on the surface and under the surface. So they've sent me all these products which can I just say cost a fortune, but they are specialist stuff, they literally you cannot buy them on the high street because they are quite strong products and they don't just want anyone from the general public just buying them over the counter and just using them so these are really specialist things and I've just started using them so far seems good my I mean I've only been using them for a few days but I'm optimistic and I think that is the thing I didn't have before I didn't have that hope I didn't have optimism because there was no light at the end of the tunnel whereas now I'm speaking to someone who knows exactly what they're talking about they're trained in it and she said to me it will never be perfect your skin will never be exactly what you want. What you probably want, which is exactly what I want, is to have no spots, no scarring, no nothing. She was like, I can't promise that. But she was like, we can reduce the issue so you're not constantly upset about your skin. And I was like, that's what I want. So I'm starting with these treatments, just these at home um, products for a month. So I've got lots of things to to use and I've got a schedule I've got a routine and hopefully that will help enough in itself then I'm going to start going for the chemical peel which before like probably a year ago I'd have been like oh my god that sounds really scary and I don't want to do it because it's going to be like intense and it's going to make my face weird and blah 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 but I am at the point now where I think again just growing up and just realizing that If I can tackle an issue, I'm going to tackle an issue. If it helps me feel more confident in myself and more comfortable in myself, I'm going to do it. So I'm going to start with the chemical pill. I'm going to do a few sessions of that, I think. And then I'm going to go for laser treatment, which is basically any scarring I've got on my face, we are going to try and like blitz that and get rid of it. Can I just say the one thing that I find extremely frustrating about society is growing up, we are told that it's normal to have acne as a teenager which it is and can I just remind people that is completely normal but the one thing you don't really talk about until you start getting those experiences and then you sort of talk about it with your friends or your family it's so common in your late teens and your 20s to get acne it is so common because I remember thinking I was abnormal I was a freak for getting spots particularly in my 20s in my early 20s and I remember saying to people and they were like oh my god no I had that or no I'm going through that right now and I was like really and they were like yeah it's so common but we don't talk about it it's almost like we highlight it for teenagers but as soon as you hit your 20s you should be the healthiest you've been your skin should look the best it is your hormones should be completely calm now and regulated maybe I think that's kind of the expectation but they're not I mean my hormones have eased in certain ways but clearly not in other ways before I used to get the worst mood swings around a period, like, oh my god, I knew my period was coming, because the day before I started, I would cry about nothing, I would literally cry if, I don't know, maybe I didn't have enough chocolate spread on my toast, like, it was abnormal, and then the next day my period would start, and I'd be like, oh, now that makes sense, now I don't get that, so actually, it's it's almost like Christmas every month. I have a rough idea of when it's going to start and then it just starts and I'm like, okay, cool. Um, Which again is a pro to going on the pill, definitely knowing a lot more when your period's going to start, even though I'm pretty sussed with mine. But still, it's like the gift that you never want, but you receive and you just think, oh, great, here we go again, another week of torture. But actually my periods have changed a lot, which again, I'll talk about in a future episode because This is for the guys and the gals out there and I'm sure guys don't want to hear about my menstrual cycle because I probably wouldn't either. So yeah I'd say it's been a very emotional journey and I think lockdown was the breaking point with my skin because of not wearing makeup and still having the issues that I was getting before but probably to another level and that was just really bizarre for me. Before I probably would have just sat and cried about it and just not done anything about it. But now I'm I'm tackling it head on. And also, can I just say top tips for anyone because I am terrible at drinking water, people can vouch for it a hundred percent. I am now drinking water more than I can even explain. I need to pee all the time because I am literally gulping water to try and help my skin. Again, probably another reason of why my skin sucks because I wasn't drinking enough water. I know someone in particular, if they're listening, can definitely vouch for that because I always used to get told off the fact I wasn't drinking enough water and I was drinking like other stuff instead, like squash or fizzy drinks. But now I literally set myself: I need to drink at least four glasses of water a day. I try and aim for six. They're quite big glasses, can I just say? Like they're not little mini cups. But it's it's hard. It's, again, an adjustment. But my logic is do all the things you can to try and take control of the situation and then get the help when you need it. But try and do what you can first and see if that helps. So in terms of, again, help and getting help, a lot of you may remember and have probably heard me bring it up in in quite a few episodes that I am going to therapy right now a lot of people probably don't find it very interesting but it's something i love to talk about because i think for me it's so important and right now it is my life um it's basically the only time i go out in the week because obviously of lockdown and therapy still runs because it's an essential service so that's really great for me and I just thought I'd talk about it just quite candidly quite openly um, and just say how it's going and what have I learned what have I noticed obviously there are things that I will not talk about because it is confidential between me and my therapist and we talk about a lot me and my therapist we've been working together for over two months now I want to say we've probably had about 10 sessions might be 10 this week and I can honestly say it is my favorite time in the week That might sound so bizarre to people, like you love going and sitting and talking with a stranger for 15 minutes about your feelings. Oh my God, I love it. I have learned so much about myself and life and everything. And it has been the most eye-opening experience because I think I've been to therapists before. I started seeing someone when I was 11 or 12 because I was going through really bad depression when I was eleven, and you know, it it was hard, and it was definitely difficult. But I think I was so young, and I'm not saying it doesn't work for for kids because it definitely does. But I think at the time, I wasn't receptive to it. I've sort of been out in and out of therapy since I was eleven or twelve. Like, I maybe might go for a year or a couple of years, and then I'll maybe go f- for a month or a couple of months, and then I'll just sort of move on again. And then I'll, you know, I come in and out of it. But this time. As I said in the first episode, I made the conscious decision to go back to a therapist I was broken up with, basically, and it was a really weird time in my life because of i think everything that's happened in the year with lockdown and you know you come out of lockdown having all these expectations and these hopes and and then your reality comes sort of in and just poos on everything i'm trying not to swear and it just knocked me i think there was someone who had been in my life for a long time and then suddenly they took themselves out of my life and i had this moment of being like who am i what do i want in life you have someone else there and you have that as your crutch and your comfort, and then suddenly it's not there anymore. And you have this moment of sort of looking at yourself and being like, what do I want? Who do I want to be? What do I want to achieve in my life? What is going on? And that kind of, I guess it was almost like a quarter-life crisis, I I guess and it hit me really hard and I remember as soon as I was broken up with the first thing I said to my friends is I think I need to see a therapist and they were like okay as I said I went to the consultation I've started my sessions I've been going for a couple of months and it is the best investment I have made in my mental health in in my health in general it's not just mental it's mental and physical and I think it has been the best investment because I chose consciously to go. I decided it was the right time for me. So I am the most receptive to it. One thing my therapist says to me is he will only ever give what you give. So if you come into a session and you're not open to really talking and being really open and deep about what you're thinking and what you're feeling, he was like, I won't give you depth. He was like, because I don't want to push too hard. And then that person retreat back and not trust me and not open up to me he was like but the thing with you is you come in every week and you are willing to work you are willing to get deep into the nitty-gritty and be honest he was like there are things that I know you don't want to say there are things there are questions or ideas that I'll pose to you and I can see you don't want to admit how you're feeling But you do, because even if it means that your thoughts are maybe highlighted to be flawed, you're doing the work because you want to learn from those flaws and you want to learn from those mistakes and grow. And oh my God, I love it because I think I've gone to therapy before and there have been things that in my head sort of deep down, I've been like, oh, maybe don't mention that because you'll look a bit weird. Or if you say that, they'll just think you're I don't know, like putting too much pressure on a situation or whatever. But I have gone into this completely open, willing to give one hundred and ten percent to to my sessions. A because I'm paying out of my own money, so I am gonna put in the work because I want to get my money's worth. And B because I just think I want this time in my life to be constructive. I want it to be beneficial to me and and to the people surrounding me, to my friends, to my family, to relationships, whatever. I don't want to make the same mistakes that I've been making for maybe a year maybe 10 years maybe my whole life I want to use this time to grow have I noticed a change in myself holy heck yes and can I just say my therapist has noticed it as well about two weeks ago he actually said to me we were sat in my session and I was sat in the chair he was sat opposite me and he said to me he was like you have changed and I was like, what, what, what do you mean? Like panicking, thinking, oh my God, do I come across like an absolute cow now? Am I just not a nice person? Like, what is it? And he was like, there's a confidence in you that I did not see when we first met. He was like, when we first met, the one thing you kept saying to me is you're broken. You're broken hearted, you're broken. You, after you were broken up with, again, just referencing broken, you were so destroyed at that thought that we had to rebuild you we had to build you up because you had basically lost all your confidence and he said I'm looking at you now and you are so confident and so comfortable and sure of yourself that I am so impressed even now with the work that we have achieved and I said to him I was like you know what I feel the best that I've felt in a long time And I genuinely meant that. I think I reached this point where I feel really emotional and I don't know why. I just reached this point where I thought, you know what? I deserve to be happy. I need to learn. Absolutely. Because I have made many mistakes in my life. So many mistakes, more than I can even count. There are so many things that I look back on and I'm like, Jesus, why did I do that? Or whatever. Or why did I say that? Or why did I act in this way? Or why did I not do this or not do that? or So many things that I look back on and go, why? But I'm learning now. And I think that's what's important. As long as you take the time to learn, it doesn't matter when it is. It doesn't matter if you learn when you're 15 or if you're 50 or 80. Like as long as you learn from those situations and experiences and you choose to improve. I remember the one thing that I said when I started therapy, and I can't remember if I said this in the first episode, I may have done, is when I got broken up with, I remember going to therapy and it it was my consultation appointment. So it wasn't with the therapist I'm with now. It was just with the guy who sort of runs the business. And he said to me, okay, so what do you want to get from therapy? And I said, I want to better myself. And he looked at me and he was like, uh, no, hold up. We've got to pick up on that. And I was like, why? And he was like, better yourself. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, why do you need to better yourself? And I was like, because I'm I was wrong and I did this and I did that and he went no 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 no. he was like okay you made mistakes but he was like that doesn't mean you need to better yourself he was like by saying better it means that you thought you weren't good enough to start with he was like did you think that and I was like absolutely I was like I yeah I wasn't good enough to start with and he was like well now we've got to work on that and I have spent weeks working on that and it has been hard. There are times where I come out of those sessions and I feel really emotionally drained. I feel really vulnerable. I feel really fragile. I feel hurt. But the number of times I walk out of those sessions and I feel empowered because I think, OK, that was hard. And that did hurt to hear kind of the harsh realities of the way I've been thinking or something I've done or whatever and kind of realising to yourself, like, oh, damn, I made a wrong decision here and can I just say therapy you never get the answers you never get told the answers because honestly I have said to my therapist there have been situations which I probably won't get into at the moment but I I've said to him what should I do and he said no 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 no, no. he was like I can't tell you what to do he was like you decide what to do and there was a situation the other week where I said to him like what do I do do I go do I not go and he said you've got to make that decision for yourself and i was like okay and he was like whatever happens either we we have three options you basically i'll sort of give a a really broad overview you meet this person you meet them you get what you want you get answers you get on you get clarity he was like we talk about that and we learn from that great he was like you meet this person and it's just a bit weird and you don't get what you want but you don't lose out he was like we talk about that and we find out what happened why did you not get what you wanted is there any way you can get what you want or is it something we need to move on from he was like oh you meet this person and you don't get what you want you don't get what you hope for you have a really horrible situation and you walk out and you feel really down and really broken and rubbish and then we fix it he was like so either way whatever the outcome, he was like, I'm here to work with you to resolve the issue or to not resolve the issue if there's nothing to be resolved. He was like, we'll work it. We'll work it out. It's fine. And it was just those moments where I thought I am doing the right thing for myself right now. Whatever, I, whatever mistakes I make, at the moment I have got that foundation and that support to help me grow and to help me sort my life out. And obviously there will come a time where that situation is not in place anymore. And, you know, therapy is not a permanent thing. I mean, for some people, I'm sure it is. If they want to go forever, they can. But the one thing my therapist said to me probably a couple of weeks ago is, I'm not going to be here forever. We're not going to do this forever. He was like, this is a temporary thing. He was like, it could just be six weeks. He was like, it could be six months. He was like, it could be a year. But he was like, I won't be here forever. So you have got to learn the techniques from our sessions to take into life. And that's what I'm doing. And it is hard because I love therapy and I'm definitely not ready to let go of it yet because I think it's the thing that I look forward to in the week. And I think particularly with lockdown and COVID and all that, it's that thing that's giving me reassurance at this moment in time and it gives me an outlet, but I know it won't be there forever. So I'm learning the techniques I can now. So when my therapist isn't there anymore, I know what I'm doing. And I will probably go back to it in the future, but for the time being. So yeah, therapy, again, I I understand it's not for everyone. I know some people love it, like me, other people, it just doesn't work for. And I completely sympathise and I completely understand because it is hard and it is a very vulnerable situation and it is really intense to go in there and really open up to a stranger, essentially. But I think that's kind of what I like because they don't know me and all that. And, you know, you have to talk about things. And there are times where you have to talk about it from both sides and believe me that sucks because when you're upset at someone or something or whatever and your therapist says okay so why did they act in the way that they did and you're like oh why do I have to think about the other person why can't I just think about why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling and he's like well your your feelings are valid but why were their feelings to them valid and we talk about it and we grow and we learn and that is at the moment what I love in my life I love learning about feelings and emotions and yeah. Going on from 2 months of therapy, I've also done 2 months of my masters, 2 months of university online, and I just thought I would kind of summarize like how's it going and what's been going on. So, I'm loving it if I'm honest. I was nervous because it's a completely different university. I went from Anglia Ruskin in Cambridge, which I commuted to to the University of Leeds. I'm doing English lit again. Um, I did English Lit for my undergrad and I'm doing English Lit for my master's just because I know that I enjoy it and I love the discussions that we get in and engaged in and it's just it suits me really well so two months in how do I feel what's been going on as I said I love it I think it's really enjoyable my classes are amazing I love my lecturers I think they're so engaging the one thing I just find really interesting is I've gone from at Anglia Ruskin the majority of my lecturers were women we had like two men in the department but the majority were women well at Leeds it's the complete opposite the majority are men I don't think I've had a woman yet apart from I don't know what her job title is but she's not a lecturer I don't think she just helps with like extra help um and I do that just out of choice just to find out how do you do the step up from an undergrad to a master's which again it's really nice that that option is available to get extra help where you can Um, I love it I love my classes I'm doing a couple of really good modules this semester I'm doing one on um renaissance plays and race in renaissance plays which is nice like it's not nice but it's interesting I'm I've been reading a lot of Shakespeare and Marlowe, and who else have I been reading? Quite a few people, but it's been really engaging. My lecturer is wicked; he's so nice. Um, and then I'm doing another module, which is a compulsory one, which is studying research, studying English research methods. So it's basically preparing you to write a twelve 000 to fifteen thousand word dissertation on the subject of your choice. Which, again, if anyone's in the position that I'm in, whether it's undergrad or masters or PhD or whatever, I don't know it is so hard trying to plan a dissertation and I think this time it's even more difficult because I haven't had three years of sort of dipping my toe in to like see what I like and what I don't like and you know there's a lot more time pressure purely because it's it's more words it's a different university I don't really know the lecturers in the same way so I can't sort of just bounce ideas off them like I did with my undergrad I'd sort of talk to different people and trying to plan it has been really hard um, if anyone's interested, you may be, you may not be. I'm kind of leaning on two two ideas. Um, I'm thinking either, I know my general idea that I want to talk about is disability studies. If anyone knows what I did for my undergraduate dissertation, I wrote about Harry Potter and the presentation of disabilities. I loved it um a i got to reread harry potter which i hadn't done in about a decade but i'm obsessed with harry potter anyway i got to talk about a subject that i'm really passionate about which is disability and the representation of mental health physical health um and i brought in ideas of intersectionality which if anyone knows what that means it's basically where themes sort of cross over. so like gender and race or race and disability or um sexuality and disability, all these crossovers, it's how things overlap and can kind of maybe create problems for representation but can also overcome issues of representation. It's really interesting but I know that for me again for my ma i want to talk about disability studies it's just something i really find interesting um the representation of mental health physical health but i'm leaning on two roots and two ideas one part of me kind of wants to do kids lit again because i think it's quite obscure and a lot of people don't talk about disability in children's literature i've not heard anyone i don't think mention writing about kids lit i might be wrong i probably am wrong but i haven't heard it anyway or i'm looking at maybe writing about world war literature anyway so there's a couple of texts that i'm really interested in but it's just trying to come up with ideas my ideas again will probably change but i need to submit my plan in two weeks time and i am definitely not ready for that but either way um i hope people who are studying at university right now are enjoying themselves are trying to enjoy themselves as much as possible with this situation it really sucks. Believe me, I sympathise in every way, shape and form. I'm studying at the University of Leeds. I've never even been to the University of Leeds. I've been to Leeds once, um, but I've never been to the university, never been on the campus. Um, don't even have my student ID card because I couldn't go up there because they were in, I think, a tier three when we, or a tier two when we were in a tier one. Um, and I wasn't just going to drive up there to collect a card, like a student ID card and come home. So I've never even been to my university. Um I see people like my course mates who I will only know from September till September next year of twenty twenty one. And I've never met any of them in person. I may never meet any of them in person the way it's going, um, which is a bit rubbish, but you know, we're we're all making the best out of a bad situation and as much as it sucks and as much as I would much rather be going up and down to Leeds or maybe living in Leeds for a couple of months and meeting people it clearly just was not meant to be and at least the university, my university anyway is making the classes really engaging as best as they can online, it's hard, it's a tough one and for everyone who is working at home as well, I I really understand if you're finding it difficult, I can definitely sympathise and support, life right now is just bizarre isn't it and I think that's what I kind of want to go into so obviously I did an episode a couple of weeks ago on lockdown and how I was getting on but can I just say, like, since then, I've definitely had a lockdown breakdown. That's quite a catchy a lockdown breakdown. I like that. I should have a t-shirt for that. Um, I might brand that, copyright it. Yeah, I think it, basically, I want to say it was at the weekend. I just had a lockdown breakdown. I think because we all had this hope of when we came out on the 2nd of December, the hope was going to be we could see friends, we could go to restaurants with our friends, we could kind of enjoy a bit of freedom. And when they basically put everyone in tier two and tier three, apart from like three places, which apparently have like no cases and the rest of us, you can only ever meet people outside um, you can only ever socialise in a restaurant with your, like, family, and if you have a support bubble, and you you know when you just think, are you joking? Like, I was waiting around for this, are you serious? And I think that's what really bugged me, because I, although I had it in my head that lockdown was going to go on a lot longer, I kind of, had it in the back of my mind of yeah but you'll be able to see your friends like on the 2nd of December like that weekend you can all go out and you can go for lunch or you can go for drinks or you can just catch up and even just sit in each other's houses and I think i got that in my head so then it suddenly really hit me and I remember just being so upset and just crying and being like, I was so excited to go out with my friends like one of the things I keep saying is I wanted to go to Nando's with my girlfriends, like me and Megan go to Nando's quite a bit, me and my friend Georgia go to Nando's, me and Esme have been to Nando's, and I was just like, I need my tamer, chicken, butterfly, mash, and broccoli. Like I need it, and I need like a different conversation, um, apart from like talking to my parents all the time, because I love my parents dearly, but like we're always together. It's frustrating it really sucks and I think because we'd kind of had this full sense of hope and it was just pulled away it just sucked and it really hit me like a ton of bricks I communicated it and I think before I would just sat got in a really foul mood and then just kind of waited for it to pass but I sat my mum down and and we talked about it and I said you know why I was feeling really frustrated and annoyed at the fact I'm allowed to go back to work but I can't see my friends it just it, it was just a bit weird and I maybe that's just me being a bit dramatic and a bit, I don't know, selfish, maybe, but I think so many people were just kind of getting their hopes up and I think it kind of got pulled away and maybe things will change before christmas but i highly doubt it i don't see what is suddenly going to drastically decline that they say oh you can actually go out with your friends and you can have a good time and i think it's just this never ending like we all had it in our in our heads that things were going to end sort of after the first lockdown and we're you know what eight months on seven months on and we're still in the same mess that we were before there's no light at the end of the tunnel and i think i'm finding that really hard which The first lockdown, I didn't care because I think we were all so scared of what was going on that you kind of just got in that frame of mind of, okay, I'm at home, it could be a lot worse. Whereas I think now, because it's been almost a year of this rubbish, you get to a point where you think, I can't handle this anymore. Like I need to be sociable. And I think one thing I've said sort of a lot more recently is I used to be, I think I'd kind of programmed myself to be quite good at being on my own. I was good at being alone. I was good at being sort of at home alone or just finding things to do on my own, being in my own company. The last few months I think I've spent so much time with friends and just being really busy and sociable and the job I'm in is all about being sociable I just want to be with people and I can't even be with people and I just find it a bit stressful and a bit aggravating that I just can't do anything but I'm trying to be positive I know it doesn't sound it at the moment it it's hard and again if anyone feels the same way as I do like I sympathize and I really hope you're okay because i have like good days and bad days or like even good hours and bad hours like one minute i'm absolutely fine i'm cool and then the next i'm like get me out of this house like i just want to socialize um but again what i want to do is kind of highlight okay so these are the rubbish moments right now what are the things i can't wait to do when the covid restrictions don't stop us walking out of the front door what am i looking forward to doing when covid is not the biggest issue in the world and it's probably going back to Brexit, or it's probably, um, I don't know, World War 3, who knows what's coming next, well for me, I think the big thing I'm looking forward to is trying to get on some holidays, if anyone knows me, I basically stopped flying for years, because when I was 16, maybe 17, 17, I was 17. I had a panic attack on a plane, which doesn't sound that bad, but I genuinely thought I was going to die. It was a horrible feeling. And that was when I noticed that my anxiety was really out of whack and a, like controlling my life a little bit too much. And I just let it control it for way too long. But again, hindsight, wonderful thing. We know that now. We didn't know at the time because, again, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know my body, yada, yada, yada. Um, I want to go on some holidays. As I said in the first episode, this was the year where I was going to tackle it, I was going to go to America, I was hoping to maybe go on another holiday with friends or or whatever, didn't quite happen but I am really hoping 2021, I have some dreams of places I want to go, I've got some places on my list, I've got things that I have said that I've wanted to do for quite a long time and now I'm like, I'm going to do it, it's just expensive, which is the issue, I mean, I would love to do a month out in America, traveling around, sort of going and seeing some family friends, and just having a bit of freedom, I think I've been in academics, I've been in school since the age of three and a half, I haven't really had a break apart from like summer holidays, and I'm coming out of it in September 2021, I am not doing a PhD, no, 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 people have asked me, no, no, not doing a PhD, not smart enough for that, and also just don't want to do a PhD, I want a job, um, if I can ever find one, who knows, in this climate, honestly, who knows, I just think I need some adventure in my life, I just want to do some weekends away, and go on holidays, and just have some fun things to do, like, I don't care whether I'm going in this country, or abroad, like, obviously I want to go abroad, but, you know, I'm happy doing weekends away in this country, you know, going to the Cotswolds going up maybe to Scotland like just doing some different things and going to some different places and just having some memories making some memories having some fun and just having things to look back on and go you know what they like those moments made up for the rubbish times of 2020 um i also want some days out some nice days going up to london or going to like different cities for the day going for some nice meals just going to different places and experiencing some different things having an opportunity to dress up like actually put on a nice dress and feel cute and you know not go on a flipping walk because that is my social life these days it's like oh you want to see someone oh should we go on a walk Ugh, I don't want to walk anymore I love walking but like, I want a change of scene I literally don't want to look at trees anymore at this point like I have spent the last probably like six months out of this year, just staring at freaking trees on walks and fields. And I'm like, as much as I love a good field or a nice sunset, like across a field, I want to go out. (laughs) I want a social life. I want to just be with people in whatever context, even if it's just sat at someone's house together. I just want that. I don't want to be on FaceTime or texting someone I want to be with that person in that moment and having those memories and those moments that you look back on and just appreciate so much more than you probably did before because covid I think if anything has taught me to appreciate things so much more than I than I ever did absolutely um I would love to have a party like a big flipping party where you know you have a photo booth and you have music and dancing and food and you can just like it's not even about getting drunk anymore which I think before you'd be like oh my god I'm gonna get so drunk I'm too old for that now like the hangovers hit me like a ton of bricks um and I normally end up being sick after I drink I actually honestly if anyone knows me now I have to take a gaviscon before I drink how sad is that like that's the age I'm at and that's the state of my body that before I drink I have to take a gaviscon like how fun is that Um, but I just want to have a party where like everyone can just let their hair down and say like middle finger up to covid again really trying hard not to swear middle finger up to covid we're done with this we can party and we can hug each other and not think like covid or when someone coughs not go have you got covid god I just don't want to do that anymore (laughs) um but yeah anyway um in terms of like finally I know this has been a bit of a weird episode but I just thought I would again remind you that I have got some exciting episodes coming up I know things have been a bit difficult with my episodes recently and it has been very much Charlotte dominated and just me talking and I don't want the podcast to be that I want to talk to different people but I think with lockdown it has been difficult and as I said my friends are working a lot of people who I've reached out to about recording episodes whether friends or people that I've met online who I definitely want to get on for future episodes, it's just really difficult trying to conduct things on Zoom. I know it works for some people. For some reason, my tech just hates me. I don't blame it, to be honest, because I would probably hate me too. I'm so naive when it comes to technology, but I have got some exciting episodes coming. If anyone knows anything about me, I went to a Catholic school. That was where I grew up. That was my life. I'm not Catholic myself, but it was a very interesting experience. And... I tell you what, I have got some fun episodes coming up talking about growing up in that environment, not bashing it in any way because I am definitely like a Catholic schoolgirl at heart. You can tell one of my favourite hobbies at the moment because it's this time of year as well where you're normally getting ready for a carol concert. I'm listening to carols in my house. On my speaker, full volume, I am listening to carols, hymns, choral music and I'm singing it. Like I'm remembering... My alto parts, I'm not a soprano, as you can probably tell from my voice, I can't sing high. And I'm remembering the parts, like I'm loving life. And I'm going to be talking about all things Catholic school. Even if you didn't go to it or you didn't go to a a religious school, you will want to hear some of the stuff because it is honestly funny. It's entertaining. And I've got ideas about talking about boarding and because I boarded for a while, if if anyone knows that, I did board. Yeah, it was definitely a very naive Catholic school kid, and I can't wait to tell you stuff in stuff in the future about what I've learned and just my experiences because it is honestly very very entertaining. My mum and I were talking about it last night, and we just couldn't kind of believe my logic. And yeah, it's it's definitely one to stay tuned for. I have got people lined up to come on and again please be please be patient and please stick stick with the podcast because we have got some really exciting stuff and I'm really looking forward to not being the only person talking for a change because if I'm bored of my voice I can't imagine how you feel (laughs) um but anyway that's it for this week I hope you've kind of gotten an understanding a bit more about me I say that you probably know me better than I know myself at this point let's be real but yeah this was just a catch-up episode it was just kind of reflecting on what's been going on particularly the last couple of months because I think when I started the podcast I definitely gave you an introduction into why this year has been amazing and also like messed up as well and we're really getting back on track here like we are feeling empowered we're, f- we're feeling confident we're feeling healthy apart from my skin um, but generally, we're feeling really good, and I want that to be conveyed because otherwise, I think you just hear me talk about mental health and and stuff, and you probably just think, "Oh my goodness, that is this girl okay?" I'm I'm actually doing great. I'm I'm okay. Thank you for potentially wondering. But yeah, that's the episode for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've kind of gotten something from it. If you can maybe resonate with some of the feelings i'm going through or experiences definitely like with skin and stuff like that i really hope you can get it sorted or mental health again i hope you get the support that you need i know it's really difficult um it is definitely challenging but as long as we support one another and we just keep keep talking about things, keep communication going and running and flowing. We will get there hopefully in the end. And, you know, we're all better together. We don't want to isolate ourselves completely. But yeah, if you haven't already, please give the podcast a rating. It does help it get seen. It helps it just appear on more people's feeds. Give it a comment if, if you're enjoying it. Or again, if you want any future episodes or ideas to be talked about, message me, let me know, I would be definitely up for hearing um, and engaging in some topics, follow the podcast on Facebook which is Hindsight Hun or Instagram which is Hindsight underscore Hun, you don't have to pick either or, you can follow both, that definitely helps the podcast out a lot as well, Um, I always post when episodes are released and stuff like that, also if you didn't hear last week's episode i definitely say go check it out and um, there were a few problems last week because the platform that I use to post my episodes I use anchor which is a distributing website I know that when I posted my episode they had problems with their server or something so their whole website went down so if you did have any issues listening to last week's episode episode eight I would definitely say go back and and catch up on it if if you're interested it's quite an interesting episode talking in quite a lot of detail about anxiety and the physical and mental implications it it had on me a couple of years ago but yeah although i posted about it it was really difficult to access because of server issues but it's all there it's all available and also check out past episodes if you haven't already so that's it from me i hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and i look forward to talking to you again next week thanks so much for listening